Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. Stand-up audio in studio with me first at the news desk, a gentleman who has been on the program before under slightly different circumstances. Joe Perro is here. How are you, sir? Matt, what's happening, brother? Not too much. How hey, are Matt. you? Happy Welcome. to see you again. Yes, yes. It's been a while. Been a while. And on the couch making his debut on the program is Ben Cooper. Hey, how's it going, Matt? Good, good. You look like my uncle. You remind me. You remind me of my uncle with the the, the beard, and uh, you got that. Uh, as long as I'm not Uncle Fester, you know that's okay. N- no, no. <laughs> so we're gonna talk with these guys. Really looking forward to this. Um, well, welcome, guys. Um, we've been playing your uh, your tracks for a couple of weeks uh, since you sent them to me. And now, who else is in the band? Who's not here? Well, let's see. We got uh, Joe Cadret, who's our drummer. That's a, here. that's a familiar name. He's been in other bands, I assume. Yeah. And uh, Heath Ozier, who's our bass player. Okay. Okay. We ref, uh, refer to Heath as Brother Heath. I see. I see. <laughs> he, Brother the, Heath. He's the man of the church. Uh, we haven't called him uh, Deacon yet. But uh-huh. It's well, looking that way, though. Right. So he's he's working his way up to Deacon. Yes, he is. Well, very good. <laughs> very good. Um, uh, are, are any of the, the, the rest of you uh, brothers or deacons or anything? Uh, any? Uh, no. As long as we're getting theological, no, no, just, <laughs> nope. just him. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, how new is this project? Is this uh, pretty new? Well, it depends on what you consider new. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, it. I can less I can, than a year. Let's see. When did we start this album? Oh, more than a year ago. More than a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because. I'm thinking back to another disc. It was uh, this. Ba- uh, there was a band called All Sevens that formed into this group. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was yeah. just um, a different bass player. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So what now? Did so basically that was that band around for a while? Because the last time I talked to you, it was, <clears throat> but it's been a few years now, right? It was Pleasant yeah. Street Mafia at that time. Uh, yes, the PSM decided to. Uh, not quite call it a day, but it's uh, we're not actively doing anything anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was a that was a project that had been around for a really long time, <laughs> from what I remember. Right. I mean, that was like years and years and. Uh, good stuff. A required taste. Great audience. Uh, um, next stepping stone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've been in a lot of bands, right? Act- seems actually, like it. no, no, uh, not really. Uh, probably five. Yeah. At the very most. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now, how about you, Ben? Um, let's see. One, two, three, four. I think four. Four? Okay. Not including this. Right. Oh, okay. Not including this. Yeah. Now, have you guys worked together before in a band? 
Yes, we have. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jenny is asking, please repeat the name of the project. So this is Stand Up Audio. Yeah. And uh, do you have a full-length album or EP or what? Uh, you, you sent me four tracks, all yeah. of which I love, it, by the way. I love the sound. And, oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, uh, no, a full disc. I believe in putting out a full disc, but only like nine tunes uh, at the very most ten because everyone's attention span is relatively short nowadays. Yeah. When people tell me or they give me something that's got 14 songs on it, <laughs> I it's overkill you know I mean I understand that hey listen to everything I've done well a lot of it can be filler or it's sure. just I yeah. don't like it yeah uh, I think if you keep things to like eight nine it's enough well I remember so like when we were kids that was kind of for a long time that was kind of the standard album length was nine or ten tracks yeah and then around uh, late 80s, early 90s, it became, uh, you know who I think was the first that I that I vividly remember doing it was Def Leppard when Hysteria came out. So that actually would have been more like mid 80s. All of a sudden, yep. they put out uh, Hysteria. It's got 15 tracks on it. And it's like, oh, And that wow. was a big deal. And yeah. that was a big deal. Yeah. And then, um, but then a few years later, it started to become the normal thing. Like uh, when Kiss put out Hot, you know, Kiss is my favorite band. So I yeah. work them in whenever I can, any yeah. discussion. But when <laughs> Kiss came out with Hot in the Shade in 89, it was 15 tracks. It was like, wow, they've never done a 15 song album before. Yeah. Um, so for a while that became the thing. And then it started... Um, and then it started to sort of normalize again uh, after that that period of time where everybody was doing like a lot of uh, yeah, because I remember too people would say well all these bands are putting out fifteen tracks sixteen tracks it's it's too much it, it's like or um, you know what's a great example is um, uh, what's the oh uh, Guns and Roses when they put out the Use Your Illusion albums yeah. one and two yeah I don't know how many I'm sure you guys have heard it a million times how many people have said you know. Instead of doing that, they should have just put out one album, just taking the best songs, the best songs from, from those that two and, and put just it out, put out one. Yeah. yeah. Do a studio outtakes later with all the other stuff. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I agree with you, Joe. Sometimes less is more. And if you can put out something where there's no filler, that's ideal. I have to ask you, Matt, you, did you actually really like Hot in the Shade? Yes. So okay. I, uh, right. I, I think, I think, now okay. I, just, I understand why you ask that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't like that album. I think it. I think it's underrated. All right. I think the production could have been better, but you know we all know the story. A lot of those were demos, and they kind of said, "Ah, good enough." They recorded it on the cheap. They didn't work with a producer. They did it themselves. I. I think it could have been better. But hey, I mean that that forever. I mean that's that that went to number six. That's that was a huge hit for them. Right. Kind of saved the right. band actually at the time. <laughs> all <laughs> if right. You think of it that I, way. No, yeah, I, okay. I'll, I'll give I you see that. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, uh, the opening song wasn't bad. Um, Rise to it, I thought was cool. Yeah, but uh, I I stopped at Crazy Nights. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I was. I tried. Yeah, I tried, Matt. But after that, Matt, I didn't get back into it till uh, Revenge. Okay, well, and, uh, my, and then after Revenge, I didn't like anything else that they put out. Revenge is my favorite album of uh, really? Kiss. Yep, All that's right. my favorite Kiss album. I love Revenge. Love Revenge. Yeah, I never. Uh, I never. I never really, but see, I got into Kiss late. Um, for me, Tears Are Falling was the song. So I was, so for me, it was well in, well into the non-makeup era. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Because right. I can, I can trace it back to a specific moment. And my, my dad will appreciate this because okay. he listens to the show. So what would that have been? 1985. I'm on the living room floor yep. after school. 
Yeah. Watching MTV, as one does in 1985. Yep. And uh, the video for Tears Are Falling is on. And my dad comes home from work, and he kind of pokes his head in the living room. He says, uh, Maddie, who is this? Is this Kiss? And I said, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I really like this song. And I said, yeah, me too. It's like my favorite song right now. So he made a mental note of that. And for Christmas, he got me uh, He got me uh, uh, Asylum, Kiss Asylum. Right. And... Um, and it was it was love. I listened to that, and they they became my favorite band, yep. and they've been my favorite band ever since. Gotcha. Yeah, but uh, but you probably makeup makeup era. Um, uh, there's points all over it. I yeah. burnt them out when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I uh, I can listen to and enjoy Dress to Kill on a rainy day. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me why. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I can also enjoy uh, Rock and Roll Over. I can't listen to Love Gun or Destroyer. Really? I can't listen to live one mm. except for Parasite. I like that version. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good version. Yeah, uh, and none of the solo albums. Uh, Unmasked actually, once in a while, I can handle listening just because I like Anton Fig playing drums. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Elder wasn't bad. I didn't mind it. Um, I think there's some that, good stuff on that, there. That's an acquired yeah. taste, but I like the production off that album. Yeah, but I that's got a live really... too when it came out. I think I got Destroyer when it came out too. So yeah, yeah. I mean, influential, yes. Uh, but I burnt them out like uh, like I said when I was a kid, and I needed something else. And then MTV comes along. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I wonder if I if I had gotten into them early. It's funny. I have memories. I have like a fuzzy memory of going to a friend's house. Um, when I was little and seeing like kiss posters on the wall when they were still in makeup. And I remember being curious about it, but it didn't connect yeah. with me, but it was tears are falling. You know, they, they, it's, it's, it's the great sing along choruses, you know? And then I just, I just fell in love uh, with that album. But I have a friend though. Well, you might know him. He graduated with you. Do you know Dan Randlett? Oh yeah. 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 Long time. Long yeah. time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Dan's uh, uh, the elder is his favorite kiss album. Ah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, who does what on, on, in stand up audio? Well, I'm vocals. Your vocals. And harmonica, tambourine, Yeti, and maracas sometimes. Okay. Yeti? Ah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Yeah. No, not kidding. It's actually in the back of a couple of tracks. Yeah. I don't know if you could hear it really well, but we decided to put that in there just for the hell of it. You're singing on all the tracks? Yeah. You're leave, yeah, you got a cool voice, man. I thought on the, on, uh, on the song we just played, um, you kind of remind me of David Lee Roth a little bit. Just <laughs> okay, a, just I'll take a, that as a compliment. Not on the other ones I played, but on that one, there's something, there's something DLR about, hmm. at, at least when that first verse hits. Um, what Now, what do you do, uh, Joe, in the band? I was thinking, I play guitar, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, play guitar, write um, lyrics, music, and I did the production on that CD. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I I um I hear the Ace Fraley in, in your... Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure my, my One influences of the... come up. There's songs that you haven't heard yet. Yeah. Uh, there's a song called Peter's Girls that does have uh, uh, Kiss influence all over it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, then I thin lizzied it a little bit with some harmony, but you could still get away with playing it live. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I forget which track it was. It was either the, the first one you sent me, does it have to end this way or, or the, or the other one? Yeah. You're digging that too, man. Um, oh, I love that song. Oh, thank you. Great. Hang great. No, that's, that's yeah. awesome. 
But um, yeah, there was one of them. I remember thinking, "Yep, yeah, that's Ace." That's I, I could hear the Ace influence, and I remember too. We had talked about Kiss last time you were here with Pleasant Street Mafia too, because you guys were um, uh, you were talking about a song that you did that was um inspired by a simple type, who of course only the most oh, only yeah, the oh, most diehard oh, fans oh, would yes, know about that. Yes. Um, uh, the Wicked <laughs> Lester. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, took the melody, most of it. And changed the key, and that became a song called I Said Hey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very cool. No, I like that a lot. And then I remember, too, I went back, and I, <laughs> I, w I went online. I was like, i got to hear a simple type again because I hadn't heard any of the Wicked Lester stuff in so long. You know, it's too bad they never did that song as Kiss because that's actually a great track. Uh, it was, when I hear it, it's early 1970s New York AM radio. Yeah, yeah. And that's the vibe I get from it. And, again, it sounds better on a rainy day. There you go. There you uh, go. Don't ask again. Don't ask me why. Uh, certain yeah. albums and certain moods, and you know, weather permitting. Um, Amy Mosley uh, says, hey. "Ask ask Ben about Alice Cooper. Another one of my favorites, by the way." <laughs> Amy. Oh, Amy. Yeah. Oh well, Alice Cooper is somebody that no, I've enjoyed. No, no relation. No, no relation. <laughs> but, but Amy has been to see him many times yeah. and she has a a tattoo that is um welcome to my nightmare except instead of it being alice it's jack skellington okay and at one of the shows that she went to she was part of the meet and greet so she had alice sign his name underneath the tattoo and she covered it up and went home and had her tattoo artist do the do the name do the signature nice and she got she found an old copy of welcome to my nightmare and took it to another show and had alice sign that for me oh wow so. oh very cool very cool so, yeah yeah how many times has she seen him can you put a number on it you... uh she's seen him at least four or five times okay yeah and yeah this summer this past summer yeah last summer i took my son to his first concert yeah and uh yeah so and that was alice very cool and he he enjoyed the hell out of that very cool yeah i've seen him a few times yeah that's awesome and, um, oh, Heidi Cooper in the chat room says, the band is amazing live. Are you guys playing out a lot? We only played one show. We played one show. Oh, <laughs> but, but it left an impression on Heidi on uh, Helen Cooper. Did I say Helen or Heidi? You said Heidi first, but that's Helen. Oh, Helen, yeah. I misread that. I apologize, uh, Helen. Helen Cooper says the band is amazing live. I should have just run with it, though, and pretended that there was also <laughs> someone named Heidi in there. Yeah. Just extra people. So so you've played one show so far? Yep. Uh, that was a CD release party. Oh, okay. Uh, but um, we're just trying to find... Yes, this works live. You can put us in any venue, put it any out place, there. and it can be done. Yeah. In a minimal situation. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, and it, I think it proved to everyone else... That like yes, it can be done. Hell, even Ben and I did an acoustic version of three of the songs. Yeah, we did, and it worked. Yeah. It worked. Yeah, that's cool. To um, I've played in some bands, but I've always been envious of of bands that are configured in a way where you can play in different configurations like that because it 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 opens up so many more opportunities. When you know when you have something where you can go and do an acoustic set somewhere if it's not a venue that's you know if it's a coffee house or whatever it is where you can't do you know everything cranked up but you can do an acoustic set yeah. and and make it work that's really cool um so you have uh, so you're planning you're planning oh, on yes. doing more more live oh, stuff yeah. obviously oh, yes. yeah yeah cool cool excellent well, it was funky because many of the songs joe and i sat down and did just 
the two of us quietly in a back room, you know, with Joe strumming on a on his guitar, just plugged into this little teeny tiny amp. Yeah. And so most of them that we wrote together were done in that manner. So they could be done in a you know, in a minimal situation. Yeah. And then we just bring it up to make it for the whole band. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. It's good to have that kind of flexibility. And um, Joe, you said, so you're uh, also handling production duties yep. on everything? Yep. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're being very nice and letting me do it. Too, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, uh, I uh, guess. You some, do good. I, I, yeah. Thank you. I, I got some talent for doing it. Yeah. But I know what I know. Now, whatever the next level is, um, I don't want it to sound like Def Leppard hysteria. Right, know? right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that That's not us. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, if the guys are nice to me on the third CD, uh, they're going to let me do it again. Now, you say third CD. Is that so? Is that three counting the one as all sevens? Is uh, that... Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, we are redoing all sevens with a current brother, Heath, playing bass. Okay. Gotcha. So, so that way, you know, collectively it's a band because the songs were that good. We refreshed them. Yeah. And okay, boom. Here's another yeah. CD. But we already have. Six. Three, uh, well, there's six on the board, but we had three songs already working on until we found Brother Heath. Yeah. Yeah. And so we we had to get him on board up to speed, and he's doing a hell of a job, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, cool. cool. So that, that's that's kind of where we're at now, and here we are talking to you, damn it. About time. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, I, I really like the production. It's very um very sort of stripped down, yeah. you know, it's... it's um. Um, it's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's minimal. There's not a lot of, uh, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of effect on anything. Like it sounds, it sounds very live. Um, and I think it, it goes with the production style that you use. It's sort of timeless in the sense that I would not, if you just played that for me and I didn't know that it was new, right. If you just said, Hey Matt, listen to this, tell me what you think. And I had no idea when it was recorded. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know when it was recorded. I wouldn't be able to tell you. It's it's got um you know, and I'm thinking specifically about because if you were to to pick I don't know if you've chosen a single that you're trying to work or anything, but does it have to end this way? Do I have the title right? Yeah. Yep. Um yep. I, I think that's to my ears, that's the single. Um I I think it's timeless in that it doesn't it you know, it doesn't sound like it's of any particular era. Do you, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, yeah. it does. Would you remember in the early 90s, uh, a band from the South called Cry of Love? I remember the name. Okay, they had uh, their big hit. They only had two albums, two different singers, but the big hit was called Peace Pipe. I don't remember that. Um, the, the big hook in the song was, burn down the sacred ground, tear that temple oh, down. yes. In the name. Got, got it. Yep. All right, okay. Pe Peace Pipe. That production... Uh, with what we're doing with stand-up audio, I kind of gauged it along that line. You know, okay. you could tell this is a guitar. This is a bass guitar. These are drums. Oh, there's some... Versus being washed with a bunch of effects. Anyway. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love... Um, I like Def Leppard. I stopped at Pyromania. Yeah. Um, I really loved High and Dry. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah you know... Me too. Uh, uh, yeah. But... But that was what I gauged things was that from that from that band Cry of Love. Okay, okay, 
Yeah, early Def Leppard is Guitar. kind of uh, it, it's funny. People don't even <laughs> people don't even know who've never gone back and listened to the early stuff. But the early Def Leppard, it sounds more like uh, to me. I always thought it sounded kind of like ACDC. Oh yeah, in terms yeah, of production, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and then of course with um, with Hysteria, they they really now Hysterical. it's like you've got uh, you know fifteen tracks of vocals. Uh, it's just, it took them a year just to record the vocals for hysteria did you know that like to, to get all the choruses and everything it, took it doesn't them- surprise me yeah no. yeah but i mean uh mutt lang used the studio as a tool yes I, yeah i can't deny genius where it is oh sure but you know it wasn't my flavor yeah uh, yeah uh, i have uh, there's a bunch of things out there that aren't my flavor right right you know, within the way of the world uh but uh Again, I stopped at Pyromania. I, I yeah. thought that was cool. Yeah. And I like I still I love Joe Elliott's voice back then. Oh yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um is has your production technique changed at all over the years? Because I assume you produced like like with, with uh, Pleasant Street Mafia, did you produce all of that? Uh yes. Yeah, I I did everything. Again, um uh for the PSM, the guys were very was, they, were, they were very trustworthy to me okay. because I tried to make, I go, guys, I promise you, I will not make you to the best that I know how, not make you sound bad or be embarrassed 10 years later to hear yourself. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, if there's like uh, mistakes or there's something going in and out of tune, maybe a little bit to a point, do you want to hear that back again every time you play it or show it to someone? Oh, here comes that part. I'm going to cringe. Uh, they were nice to me in the same way nowadays. Both uh, Brother Heath and Joe Cadrette, they, uh, uh, yes, uh, much appreciated to them for for giving me that, for trusting me, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, I, I like yeah. to, that's a good way to think of yes, it. Sir. You know, is this, yes, is this something that you're going to be happy with if you hear it 10 years from now? Yeah. Or are you going to go, oh, you know so <laughs> i think it's good yeah i can't vouch for everyone in the band but no one uh well uh the uh the drummer did think that the the bass could be a little bit fatter and so i went back and oh and you know he was right yeah because when you hear something for the longest time you start to hear things that aren't there uh because you're so concentrated yes yeah. half hour uh go outdoors listening to traffic or the whatever is outdoors mm-hmm. Listen to the Flosset run. Yep. Uh, just to clear your head and go back to it. Uh, if you do, you do production work too? I have, yeah. Okay, yeah, then not, you know, all yeah. right, I'm preaching to the choir. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to just go and then come back to it with a fresh, you know, a fresh set of ears, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. one of the secrets to it is Joe brings us a, basically a demo CD. This is what I've got so far, guys. We go and sit in somebody's car and listen to it because we want to hear how it sounds on yes on the car speakers mm-hmm. rather than the you know the the you know two hundred dollar three hundred dollar studio speakers you know no we want to hear it yep. in the car on those speakers see how it sounds to the average person driving along listening to the tune exactly and that's where we get some of these ideas like ah oh, the bass needs to be a little fatter or oh the you know this needs to happen here. Oh, we're missing the stereo. I right. The first time we were missing the stereo on it. So, you know. That is the true test because that, yeah, that's how, uh, that's how most people listen when they listen to music. They're, well, not in you. Their cars. I mean, look at you. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, um. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, um, now is the CD already out or, or, uh, the music is done, uh, 
the artwork's taking longer. Okay. We we got to get a few more pictures before we can put that out there. Uh, the cover is... Uh, when I sent you the tunes, did they have a, a, an orange-like tube, like a guitar amplifier tube on it or anything like that? Any no. picture? No. Okay. All right. So it was before that. Uh, we got. I got to get you a hard copy. Oh, okay. Yep. Wonderful. Yep. Wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That'd be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys going to do... Um, because... Obviously, and this is a, a, a conversation that uh, all the musical guests who come on the show, we talk about this, you know, are are you planning to press, um, uh, do a run of CDs, or are you just going to do, you know, a few to give out, but but mainly market the music online, or, or have you figured that part out yet? Because we live in an era where, and again, it's funny, you know, when we were kids, it was simple, right? You know, every artist, you know, make an album or an EP, usually an album, and then, you know, of course, that was all there was, was physical uh, media we didn't have digital media then and you know and then they go out on tour and you know it was all very um you know there was a standard formula now you can do whatever you want because of the internet you can you can put out a full album you can put out a an ep you can put out a single at a time you can just release it digitally you can do cds hell you cassettes are back i i, yep. I go on Bandcamp. And I see, I mean, it's mostly just really like super indie, you know, trendy young artists, but they're actually doing cassettes. I'm like, oh my God, which was funny to me the first time I realized it because I used to play in a band called The Jinxed and we had a running joke in the band that, and this was like 10 years ago, we had a running joke in the band that we were going to release like a single. And then a few <laughs> years ago, I'm on Bandcamp and I see people are putting out cassettes. Like, oh yep. my God, I, I guess, uh, yeah. I guess some people need that tape hiss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, that's what we LPs were are, are back too. Oh yeah. Well, they never really went they away. They never really went away. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Two of my daughters recently have gotten record players, and so they're having fun with that. Nice. Yeah. Nothing beats the sound of vinyl. Oh no. The warmth of it, and yeah. That's what we were all uh, we were all against was tape hiss. The yeah. <laughs> that's why digital came. Along. We can actually put out something and not have right <laughs> in the background. Yeah. And. Uh, to give with the yes there's so many ways to distribute music out there i am not a fan of digital streaming uh um everyone that does it is getting ripped off you know uh i don't believe that you know like you can get a million plays of something oh yeah you get 500 bucks uh, totally wrong in so, my book. So you're talking about like Spotify? Yes, and, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the digital services, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, other people, you know, I mean, Ben might even have it on his phone if uh, if you do, but, but I just, uh, am, I don't believe in it. So I'm a fan of hard copies. I want to look at some artwork. Yeah, you know, yeah. I might want to even spend the money just to have a vinyl to look at. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. There's something to be said for that. And if you're really into an artist too, it's fun to read the liner notes and everything mm-hmm. when you first open it. We up. did, yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So you're going to be, um, so obviously you're definitely doing hard copies then, yes, when it comes yeah. out. And then, uh, but I mean, will you? Are We're you talking are, about doing download cards too? Oh, so, okay, that's cool. Uh, yeah, be, yeah, because that you can you can actually give somebody the card and you can give them. The artwork with you know you can make that part of the the package that comes with the card right you know so they could get the the album artwork yeah the pictures and everything but just with the card and then if they want to you know so if they want to download it instead of having to have a cd player they've got it yeah there you go 
Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, we've got the guys from Stand Up Audio here. Yeah. And uh, let's see. So, uh, how many how many songs are when you do play out? I mean, are you are you playing stuff only from this band, or because you've both been in other bands, obviously? So, do any of those songs come with you into this project? Well, right now, we're just the when we've played out, we just played our our own songs just yeah. from this just from this disc. Yeah. And uh, you know. When we go play out again, you know, we we've been talking about maybe throwing in one cover, you know, just to give people a flavor of what some of the other stuff is that we do. Yeah, because all of us are also in cover bands. Oh, you so, are. Yeah. Oh, okay. What do you want to mention the what those bands are? Probably probably some names people would know around here. I'm in Talking Smack. I've heard of Talking Smack. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right out of the Sunapee region. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm part of the band called The Fuzzbox. Yes, uh, I remember looking at uh, a picture of the fuzz box and thinking, "Wow, this is like a high school reunion." Looking at this picture, because I see Tom Sarabia. Oh, 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 yes. One, one of my one of my best friends in high school, yeah. and and Kurt Ekstrom in the picture, and I was like, "I'll be damned!" And and Kurt and I were good friends as well. Um, that was Concord High. Yeah, I yeah. thought you went to Pembroke. No, I say I went to Pembroke. Didn't you go to Concord High at one point? No, no, no. no I did go to Volk. Did you go to oh? I went to Vogue at Con oh at Concord uh, that's, uh, for one year. Yes, that's why I remember you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Did you go to Runlet? No, you didn't. Okay. No. All right. So I remember you from when you were at Vogue. So would you go there? I feel like I would see you around a lot. Were, were you there, my, was, my friend? We probably had run in the same circles. If probably. you were playing bass and stuff like that, we had to have known or met each other. through, yeah. through somewhere. Yeah. the local strings of things store yeah or, or oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah no, definitely yeah. yep yep i remember the uh <laughs> what the fires oh yeah that place. Uh, get it before it burns sale. yeah, yeah. Right. that place yeah. had the worst luck yep how many was, was it two or three it was two that they had was it only two Two, i believe okay yeah. do, you, do you remember merv barton merv burton barton burton barton are you sure? Yep, positive Bart. Yeah, he he was my guitar teacher for like a year. Okay, I, I don't know why I thought oh. it was Burton, but oh, I but oh. I remember him. Yeah, you yeah. don't meet many Mervs. Yes, no, you don't. He, he was my guitar because I I switched to bass, but I started oh, right. on guitar. He was my yep. He was my guitar teacher as well. Yeah. Yeah, looking but knowing what I know now, they have uh, one of the worst guitar teachers I ever had. Really? No, I, I mean uh, I still have the book. Uh, how many ways to play a harmonic minor scale, and I don't even know how to play a chord yet. And oh. uh, I don't even know how to hold a pick and all that stuff. I'm learn. He has written out for me the solo by Queensrÿch, Child of Fire. Yes, I, and, I remember and, him and, writing and, out solos. And, yeah. yeah, and I'm going. I don't even know the song, and you want me to? So it basically took me like four years of you know being a kid, going, "Wow, this is uh, not turning out pretty good. I think I'll just go home and learn how to play with records." So Leonard Skinner's Second Helping was uh, huh. my savior. Now, I learned how to play a guitar by doing that record. Oh, and Merv Barton told me not to like Kiss because they weren't very good. <laughs> well, there's a lot of snobs out there. Okay, yeah. but now, so all these years, so I thought it was Burton. Now I understand why I could never find him online. But when I look for Merv Barton, guess what? I, fi I, find, him, I find him immediately. Yeah. I'll be damned. I you had his last name wrong this whole time. You do know the story behind him that where he could have been? All I remember, I remember when he left because he was going to play in a band and they were going to be going on tour, 
And I was just a kid, so the, the details are fuzzy. And then another, so he was replaced by another guy whose name, if I remember it correctly, and you've shown me, I don't always remember names correctly, I think his name was Todd LeClure or LeClaire. Do you, do you okay. know Todd? Uh, uh, Todd Bowie? Could have been okay, um, but but uh, but so I I'm I'm really fuzzy on on what ended up happening with all Merv. Right, I'll I'll give you the quick story for all those who are listening and watching anyway. Uh, yeah, this uh, through ten different sources, I'm gonna narrow it down. Okay, <laughs> Merv Barton, you know, good guy and everything. I just recently ran into him um, oh. not not too long ago. It was kind of. Interesting to see your old guitar teacher. Anyway, he was supposed to be where Zach Wilde is. No kidding. He went to try out for, uh, uh, to after uh, Jakey Lee left, he went to try out for Ozzy's band in New York City. Sharon Osbourne called Strings and Things in Fisherville Road in Pentecook, out of all places, yep. looking for Merv, because Merv had supposedly sub, uh, submitted a tape that got to Quiet Riot because Quiet Riot played the Capitol Center for the Arch, which was the Concord Concord uh, uh, Concord Theater Concord Theater at yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah, and the tape got, and the band loved it, and they just gave it to Sharon. Somehow it got to Sharon, I guess, and she called Strings and Things looking for Merv. Set up an audition. He went to New York, but I guess he never made it to the audition. I think he hooked up with a chick. The story goes. Wow. And um, so. He could have been where Zach Wilde is. And do you know what that would have done for, I'm going to say this, the conquered scene, if there ever was one. <laughs> um, so there you go uh, for all those out there and who I'll knows be, where you land. Right. I'll be damned. Well, yeah, I, man. I just found him on Facebook. Um, I, see, all this time I thought it was Burton and it was Barton. And it's this definitely the guy. Because we have, uh, let's see, Brian J. Martin is a mutual friend. Xander Carlson is a mutual friend. It's the same guy. I'll be damned. Well, did you friend him yet? No. Oh, you should. <laughs> should I? Should I? Should I wait? Should I, should I give it? A, should I give it a couple of weeks? Or is he gonna? Oh, I, is no. he gonna hear this and be mad? <laughs> be a lurker. Be a lurker. No, man. I mean, if if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. But from like ten different people, that's uh, all right. That that's supposedly the story. All right, I went ahead and sent him a friend request. He he won't remember me. I know that. I'd be very shocked because I I think um I think I only had him for a teacher for maybe a few months and then he was <laughs> off to yep. do what he did yeah. and then and then he was out and Todd was in and I I don't think I lasted very long with Todd either because like I said I ended up switching to bass because my thing was um and other bass players hate it when I say this but when I picked up a bass it was like because I was a lazy kid. And I, it's, I, I hate this about myself, but I was. I can look back and objectively say I was lazy. And I was one of those lazy in the in the way that um, I if I wasn't good at something right away, I would get frustrated and, and discouraged and very often give up on it. Mm -hmm. So um, when I picked up a bass, it was like two less strings and I don't have to know any chords. I think I found my instrument. Now... So I became a bass player out of laziness and other bass players hate it when I say that. And I completely understand why I would be offended if I were other bass players and I heard me say that. But imagine your new bathroom. 
a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. I did go on to play in a bunch of bands, which I wouldn't have been able to do on guitar. Maybe rhythm. I can play rhythm guitar, okay. Uh, but not. I can't need, play leads. We need bass players out there. There's too many guitar players. Well, that's a good point. I'm yeah. glad you said that, Joe. Because I think, yes, anyway. that that is true. I I in fact at one point in the scene, I was I was in three different active bands, and I was kind of a sought after bass player. But I had no delusions. Uh-huh. It, but it wasn't because I was good. I mean, I was okay. I was good enough, but it was because, you know, I just, I had a reputation for, you know, like if, if I was in your band, you didn't have, didn't have to worry about anything weird happening. I wasn't going to show up, you know, stoned or coked out or drunk or anything, or, you know, I was, I would make it to practice. I would make it to the shows. I'd, you know, I, I was, and, and I was always very easy to get along with, you know, no ego nonsense mm-hmm. or anything. So I had a, I had a good rep in that way, but that is true. I mean, and that is something I did fe- actually, I realized that in high school, because, you know, everyone wants to play guitar, you get the glory, but well, not that many bass players and even fewer drummers. I, I wanted to be in a band and I just chose that instrument. It had nothing to do with seeking being the pin man. Yeah, yeah. I liked being in a band with a group of people. Yeah. And that is what a lot of people miss. I, I, I've, it grew into a competition, the one upmanship more than it is a collective unit. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's important to play your instrument well, but, you know, uh, I could go 10 different directions with, with that <laughs> after, but it's important to play your instrument well. You have to be a team player and push yeah. the ball down the field. Right. Don't get me Also, someone has to, someone has to make decisions, you know, ultimately by, by one person. That may not be me, but it also has to be addressed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and... That's where people can get bent out of shape. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what I like about stand-up audio, that no one's a drunk that yep. we know of. <laughs> no, I mean, no yeah. one goes to therapy that we know of. Yeah. Um, and we're all on the same page. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, what is the common goal? Well, it's a little bit of uh, blind ambition right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I mean, that's so important. I, I, um, was it... Uh, it all blurs together. No, it was two weeks ago, right? I had uh, um, the guys from Chasing the Devil. Do, do you know them? I saw the shirt. That's as far as I okay. get. All right. Kind of a kind of a, a super group in the area, really, because it's got... Manchester um, has a super group? Well, basically, yeah, because it's got members of Purge DI, Caster, The Blackout Summers, um, nope. Do- Dogfight, nope. and, uh, nope. <laughs> and who am I forgetting? Well, anyway... Um, I- don't know them. Sorry, guys. But we I, were. <laughs> I've heard of a couple of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. But we were talking about um, 
yeah, we were talking about that thing about how how it's it's so important to be to be in a band with people you get along with, and it's it's easier. I th- I think it's probably easier. I mean, I'm looking at it from the outside now because I don't currently play, but oh. I, I get the impression that it's easier when you get a little bit older to do that to find people to be in a band with where you you know you, you, people have kind of got the partying out of the way. You know, like when you're young and you're in a band and you end up with all it takes is one guy in the band or girl, not to be sexist, who maybe doesn't have the maturity to uh, to do things like show up on time, and right. you know, and make it to practice and whatever. So I feel like when you when you get a little older and everyone's a little more grown up, it's easier to to work as a cohesive unit. Does that make sense? Yes. And you've heard the stories of the girlfriends busting up bands. That is, that is true. It's a jealousy thing. Yep. But uh, I think what we have now, um, I can't thank uh, the spouses enough for, yes, you need to go and do this. Mm-hmm. And they're probably yeah. saying, good, it gets them out of my hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, having a supportive partner, that's a big yeah. big deal, too. Absolutely. In, yep. in anything that you do. I yeah. lost uh, two potential wives to music. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. One said it was going to, is it going to be music or me? Oh wow! And, and, oh boy! <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That that one threw me for a loop. But anyway, that was uh, years ago. But yeah, I went looking for rings. Wow! <laughs> I made it out alive. Didn't have to sign the prenup. Wow! Right. <laughs> no kidding. I met my wife Helen at a gig. Oh with no my, kidding! With, with my old band. Oh cool! Yeah. So we met at a gig with uh, what band was that? Schrodinger's Cat. Okay. It was the band that we were, that was in that, at at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Met her at a gig, and we uh, hit it off at the gig, and then started dating about two weeks later, and that rest is history. Excellent. Excellent. She's the wife of the party. Good. <laughs> Not bad, buddy. Not bad. <laughs> and you're are, are you married now, Joe? What? Or? No, no. No? No. 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 Pap- happily uh, unattached. Ah. So right. she's still out there, and uh, you know, in the meantime... <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, there has to be some rock and roll flavor going on, and if uh, uh, I, I seem to be the man for the job, there you go. So while everyone else <laughs> yeah. can be single anyway, you know, um, they're all married. They got to have at least one single guy in the band. Right. Someone's got to have some testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, might as might as well be you. That's good. <laughs> uh, like in the world that you know, like I don't care what band or what type of music you do or what type of this or that, uh, or what again, what your politics are, uh, even. Even uh, Eddie Vedder, I don't care what he has to say. He wants a, he wants a chick in his hotel room when he's done, married or not. And that goes for anyone out there. I don't care who you are. And that uh, even I, Eddie Vedder, you think? I don't know. He seems oh, like he probably goes back and just reads a book. Uh, no, nah, yeah, exactly. He can say whatever he wants. Doesn't? Nope. I don't know. He's just Neil, Neil, I don't care Neil Young or any of those guys. Nah, nah. They they uh, Bruce. Bruce Springsteen, yeah, I'm sure he he can say he's married all he wants. <laughs> did you hear what Jess? Did you hear what Jesse, what, uh, the guy from Jackal? Remember that little? Oh, uh, I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I love how he said uh, Jesse you know, like, Dupree. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, uh, he goes uh, something like uh, Bruce needs to shut the f up and sing "Born to Run," and I'm like, yeah, yes, he does. Yep, that's why I w- I'm not a big fan of Bruce, but if I'm at a concert, I don't want to hear what your ways are. Uh, 
Sing Born to Run. Uh, you yeah. know, I don't I don't want to hear Born well, to Run. I, I, well, I'm, I'm just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, 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 I like Bruce, but I, I want to hear the music. <laughs> I I wouldn't pay money to go see it. It would be have to be a given ticket myself. Right, anyway. right, yeah. I like Bruce, but not oh, yeah. enough to not enough to see him live. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. If, well, I don't. <laughs> not, not enough, enough to pay to see, see him. Live. Not enough to pay to. Yeah, I'd go for free, but geez, right. I don't. I don't think it's still the case now because he's older. But I, he he had a reputation for a long time of doing like four hour shows, and it's like you know, like we were talking earlier about sometimes less is more. I mean, yeah, I mean, like when we were kids, that was his rep. Yep. He would do like four four and a half hours. It's like. Uh, that's a little much. That's a little yeah. much. I mean, Kiss is my favorite band, but I don't want to sit through four, four hours. hours of, you know, I'd be like, geez, after two, I'd be like, yeah, I think I think I'm good. Maybe two and a half. Yeah. You know, if they throw in some some stuff they don't usually play, keep it interesting. But four hours of of any anybody, it'd be crazy. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, now uh, with uh, Fuzzbox, are you guys playing a lot? Uh, I took a step back from it. Oh, okay. Uh, I have, uh, I'm honoring the gigs that I have now, Yeah. but it's really stand-up audio. It's kind of a focus because there's a little bit more on my plate. Yeah. Trying to line up for the next recording session, writing for the third album. I mean, we're already looking beyond that. Yeah. Um, le- dealing with management possibly. Mm. Uh, so we can actually just do gigs and not have to worry about that end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, where do you record? Do you, do you have your own oh, we, studio uh, set up? Uh, we have recorded at everywhere. I oh. think we Literally recorded in a basement. At, yep. Um, we recorded at a music school School. and our next, next venture is going to be another basement. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard to get out of basements, man. Maybe that's the magic. Maybe that's the sound. <laughs> Maybe. What do you have here, Matt? What's in this building? Well, this got, well, got a good basement down there. That's, uh, Actually, uh, if you go in the basement in this building, you end up in the uh, downstairs uh, kitchen of margaritas. That would be dangerous. <laughs> Are you hungry? No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and the only reason I know that is I just, I went down there one day. I was just, I was leaving out the, the side door of the building now, and I was like, I'm always kind of, I'm just curious. I'm like a cat. I'm just curious. So I was like, what's down there? So I just kind of went down there and I was like, oh, on the other side of that wall is margaritas. I can hear dishes and stuff. Oh, okay. And then I came back up. Also, it's good to know what's in the basement in case, you know, the uh, uh, missiles incoming. Yeah. You Zombie know. apocalypse. You yeah. got to know where to go. You want to know where to go. Yeah. So it's you always want to know where the basement is. So definitely. Now, are you uh, with um, uh, Talking Smack? Do, do you guys play out a lot or? Not Here a lot lately. We in, yeah. we did up until COVID. Yeah. And then even after COVID, we were still playing out fairly regularly. This year, we've kind of taken it back. We're just doing a couple of gigs here and there. Yeah. And taking some time to just do, you know, family stuff. And, you know, we'll see what what happens in the fall. We've already got things lined up through through Halloween. I know that. Oh, okay. So, do the other guys in the band do they also have have uh, other projects that they're doing for music or not really? No, no. not a lot. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, now what? What? what in uh, Fuzzbox? So you've got uh, Tom and and uh, Kurt. Those guys are usually doing other stuff, right? Tom. Tom is in uh, balance, uh, right? That Van Halen tribute. Yeah, but no longer. Oh, really? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, Tom has some, unfortunately, has some hearing issues. Oh, no. We tried Tom out for stand-up audio. No kidding. And he 
it, it was nice to have the familiar face across the you know the way playing bass guitar. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he has some. Uh, it's not Meniere's disease. Is that what it is? Huey Lewis has it. Oh yes. Yes, I think it's Meniere's. Meniere's sounds right. All uh, right. Uh, he has that unfortunately. Oh damn. So, uh, so Tom is no longer in the fuzz. Uh, so we have this guy named Gene who's been doing some dates. Doing a great job, but uh, again, uh, stand-up audio is a focus. Yeah, and yeah. And, and uh, it's a craft, songwriting, uh, and just coming up with your own stuff. We we see what the future brings, man. I have a Tom Sarabia story. Oh, what's it? It's it, and the reason this stands out. So Tom and I were really good friends in high school. The hardest I have ever laughed in my life happened with Tom. And that's, that's why I haven't seen him in decades now, but he's very special to me because he is responsible for the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. And I'll tell you what, what happened, but I need (laughs) to, uh, I just feel just keep myself out of trouble more than anything. Um, a disclaimer for anyone listening, especially you young people do not do this. What I'm about to tell you, it was funny when we did it, but it was wrong. And do not ever do this. Do not try this at home. And if you were, and even if you were to do this, you would get caught anyway, because today everyone has, uh, can take video on their phones. But so Tom and I, we had a a free period at at high school and Tom had this, uh, Tom had a pickup truck that sat pretty high off the ground at the time. So, um, so we, we just got in his truck to go somewhere because we had the period off and he wanted to go to the store or something. But we're driving around, so we're at Concord High School, so we're driving around in his truck in the neighborhood around Concord High, and he decides to start, so trash had been picked up that day, and at that time, everybody in that area, they had those, these like big rubber, these big rubber barrels for the trash, big round rubber barrels. Tom starts running into the barrels with his truck. Like he'd, he'd get a little bit of speed going, so he'd hit a, a barrel and it would go flying. You know, he'd hit it just the right, at just the right velocity so the barrel would go flying d- down the street. And it was really funny. But the thing that made us laugh so hard, he and I almost peed ourselves. So we're doing this. And again, do not, don't anybody ever do this. This is so wrong. It's not okay. We were... And, and, and I, w- I was, look, I, for the most part, I was a perfect angel, but uh, th- on this day, and I wasn't the, and I, and I wasn't the one driving. I was an innocent bystander. I was there. He was in control. It was his truck. But the, the thing was, so we, we hit a bunch of these barrels. Um, a couple of them got stuck under his bumper. We had to stop and pull them out. But the last one that we hit, it's on the sidewalk. We had no idea what was about to happen. For whatever reason, this one barrel had not been emptied, and it was full. Oh, no. And we hit that barrel, and trash. Just This is so wrong. I feel so terrible, but it was so funny because we didn't expect it. It was a surprise element. We hit the barrel, and trash flies everywhere all over this lawn. And I've never laughed as to this day. I have not laughed that hard in my life. And then we went back to school and parked the truck and never got in trouble for it. Now, again, if you did that today, someone would catch someone it. Would catch you know, everybody's got those yeah. ring cameras on their, 
you know, and, and, and everything. But, uh, oh, it was, I mean, it was just an amazing moment though. Cause we oh. hit that barrel and we had no idea. And there's trash everywhere. <laughs> and it was so- and some old lady sitting out there now listening, going, Oh, now I know. Probably. Yeah. And they're going to get revenge on me. <laughs> I'm going to be hearing from, I'm going to hear, I'm going to hear from her and, uh, and we're going to hear from Merv Barton about today's show. It's all going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, so that's my Tom Sarabia story, which is, uh, and to this day, I don't know whether it's Sarabia or Sarabia because I've said it both ways in the same conversation, just like high school. But, and he never clarified. So which way to say his name? At one time I called him Sarabia. Yeah. Sarabia. That was wrong. I was corrected instantly. Yes. All yes. right. Fine, Tom. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. Um, actually, what was... What was the movie theater that everyone went to? It was up on the Heights. Um, Saxon, was it? I have no... Mer- I, Merrimack, Saxon. I know the theater you're talking about. Yeah. I can picture it, but I have no recollection uh, of what it was called because I think it was. I think it had changed names a few times. Okay, all right. Um, then you would appreciate this. Us high school kids that were Pembroke. Yeah. Well, we would make a big loop and we found out that one of our best friends was on a date at the movies. Yeah. Oh, boy. High school kids, losers, we were pissed because he was on a date, yeah. and we weren't. So, we well, we're going to go to the movie theater, and we're going to heckle him. Yeah. You know, just uh, you know, being yeah. kids. Yeah. So we there we are. We park. We're waiting for the movie to get out. Here comes a friend of ours in a huge GMC truck with a plow frame on the front. And we're all like waving, going, hey, that's our buddy Rick. Well, he didn't see us for whatever reason. So we were like, well, he, all right. We're still waiting for the movie to come out. And we're looking out in the parking lot. Well, you know, he's going in and out and around the cars. And we're going, the hell's this guy doing? You know, uh, our friend Rick, what's he doing? Yeah. Well, he finally looks like he parks and he does for like a second. Then he drives and he gets behind this Volkswagen Rabbit and he pushes the car while it's parked two parking spots ahead, backs up, goes off to another side, pushes another car into another parking, into another parking space, goes on the other side, and he rearranged the parking lot by six, seven different cars. And now they all have an indent on the back. (laughs) Wow. So then he, well, he's done this before because we eventually got to him and we, what the hell are you doing? He says, oh no, I do this uh, for kicks. And he watches all the people come out and look for their car. Wow. Oh, man. Uh, uh, yeah. Cause we're <laughs> What a bizarre thing to do. Well, the thing is though, he says, oh yeah, wow. I do this all the time. <laughs> wow. Hands in the air. I noticed oh, I didn't man. say the last name. And I, no. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get back to music. All right, where, where be, are we at? Where are we at? I'll be damned. Right. That's stra- that, But that's another example of something you couldn't do today. You'd be caught instantly. No. <laughs> Oops. Wow. Um, Scott Robinson in the chat room says, the wife and I are going to see the Desert Eagles Friday night. Uh, two members from Extreme started the band. Uh, it's an Eagles tribute band. Oh, that's interesting. I think I've heard of them, actually, the Desert Eagles. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, JPV is in the uh, chat room and says it's sad about Huey Lewis, such a great singer and talented man. Yeah, so he, so Tom has what he has, huh? Uh, some similar to it, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, he can't uh, go into like a Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that. He he 
just all the echo and the noise around. He sits and he has to be really quiet and he wow. can't like the clanking of a dish. It'll drive him into pain. He oh, says, God. so he can't go to places like that. Yeah. Yep. So I know with, I, I saw a news story about, um, on one of those, uh, one of those shows might've been inside edition or, uh, with, uh, Huey Lewis, where they were explaining that, um, they were in the middle or, or I think there's video of it. They were in the middle of a show, Huey Lewis on the news. And all of a sudden, um, he starts singing wildly off key and everyone's like, Whoa, what's going on? And it was because all of a sudden he couldn't hear it or, or everything sounded very strange to him. He couldn't hear it the way. And apparently that's, um, that's why they're, um, the EP that they put out called weather, it was supposed to be a full album. And I think it only ended up being an EP because that was the most they could do because he just can't, he just can't do it because he's not hearing anything correctly or, or, or he is, but only sporadically. Yeah. You know, sometimes he can hear okay, and other times, and he never knows. He never knows when it's going to get, when it's going to get wonky. So, and I don't think there's any, um, I don't think there's any cure for it or, or even treatment. Right? Has Tom told you if there's anything they can do for him? Um, no, no, I I don't know enough about it. Yeah, but it's nothing you can do pills with or <sighs> injections or surgery that I know of. Yeah. I, I couldn't talk intelligently about it. Yeah. Oh, that's uh that's too bad. That's yeah. heartbreaking to hear. Wow. No, I'm sorry to hear that. Well mm. well we've got the guys from uh stand up audio here with us. Um yeah. yes. and uh two of the guys. Uh, one half one half of the band uh stand, two fourths stand up audio. Ninety pounds. <laughs> uh Easy G is in the chat room and uh Easy G has a question and he, he asks all our Easy. uh all our musical guests this. Uh, have you guys ever played in Canada? Nope. I haven't. I have not either. Do you plan to? If they'll have us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true. Easy G is uh, always, uh, he's fascinated by uh, bands playing in hey, Canada. Hey, does he like the song too there? You know, that oh, oh, I'm does sure. it have to end this way tune? I'm sure he does. Oh, I'll, right. I'll tell you, uh, sometimes now he's, he does get picky. Sometimes he doesn't like some of the things that I play on the radio, but I think he oh. gets, uh, I think he gets up uh, upset when I play things with loud, distorted guitars. You know, he doesn't like the metal, you know, sometimes he'll be complaining in the chat room. He'll say, Oh, this is awful. Oh, does this? Oh, so he's on frequently. He's uh well, he used to be on uh, once a week. He was our entertainment reporter, oh, cool. but he had to oh. take a break. But yeah, he'd are you familiar with Amanda McCarthy? No. No. Uh, well, if you ever hear her name, uh, just be aware that Easy G is uh, responsible for all of her success and uh, and her notoriety. Uh, Katie Dobbins, also a very uh, popular uh, singer-songwriter. And mm. Eric, Eric is like this uh, Svengali. You know, he just, he gets his hooks in the end, and he makes you famous. But... Uh, all right, Easy, let's go to work, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know if he'd be uh, as into you guys. Uh, you guys might be a bit uh, a bit male uh, ah. for him. He likes the he likes to work with women. You know, he likes. Uh, Can't blame the guy there. Yeah, he likes he likes to work with the ladies, and uh, you know, so I don't know. But I mean, he is in the chat room. I'm sure he'll uh, he'll volunteer his uh, his services if you'll uh, if you'll have him, and and he would uh, be interested in that. But I think he's uh, he's had his hands uh, a bit full lately. So you guys now, so you don't have any shows coming up uh, at the moment, or you're going to be going to be booking that. Uh, oh, there is a mysterious place from the worldwide area of Manchester uh -huh. that they probably don't know about, but there is a place in this town called Pittsfield. Oh, not saying back to Pittsfield, but the, the town Pittsfield. There's a place called the Hen House. 
and uh, it's a cup and literally it's an old hen house and a couple own it the man uh, well uh, the uh, the man of uh, what do they call that uh, of the manor uh, Lord of the Manor Lord of the Manor Lord there of the go. Manor uh, uh, Steve Dross is his name okay and he runs sound and he likes it loud which is a good thing but it's a venue where you can go play all types of covers play your music and it's a good Sunday out. And he only does it on Sunday and every other. But this coming Sunday, it actually falls on. And stand-up audio is thinking about possibly we can all get together and uh, and play some tunes. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yep. But that's not uh, not confirmed yet? Uh, we haven't heard from Brother Heath yet. Uh-huh. Uh, so we, we'll see what happens anyway. Um, actually, Matt, this would be a good time for you to actually come out and venture out, maybe. Mm. Now you never know. You Can, never know. Do you still drink or... Uh, rarely. Oh, what happened? Oh, I'm not. I'm, oh, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> well, it's funny. I, no, I, I did, have this uh, ankle bracelet yeah, oh, on. I did, uh, <laughs> I did. I did most. No, I, I did most of my drinking in high school with Tom Sarabia, <laughs> and that actually is true as well. That that literally is true because I, you know uh, Tom uh, would have at his house. His father would have these. Uh, you may have been to one or two. Is his. his uh, did you ever go to any of the big uh, the big parties? His uh, his I dad would probably let, have. His dad would let the high school kids drink yeah, as long pro- as they didn't drive home. But I probably have. Yeah, you I'm, know, statute of limitations I, I is long too, past. You know, yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah, true. But yeah, yeah, I was I was so shy that uh, yeah I would go to these again. Kids, do not do this. <laughs> but yeah, I would go to these uh, I would go to these parties and I would uh, you know kids don't. <laughs> I I just feel I I just don't want to get myself in any trouble. <laughs> And, drink kids and, drink I don't, I don't, damn it i don't want anyone saying well, you that, damn kids learn how to drink that matt connerton he's a bad, bad influence, influence. Um, no your I, uh, sobriety is freaking us out man <laughs> get on the sauce no that was that was uh most of my drinking it, it, it really is true actually most of my drinking was in high school it was at the parties that uh, tom's dad would throw or it was um, senior year. I had a uh, I had a 21 year old girlfriend who had her own apartment who was willing to to ah. uh, purchase. Uh, and I was I became very popular uh, senior year for some reason. Uh, coincidentally, <laughs> you never knew you had. Now, uh, and you know, uh, uh, <laughs> correlation is not causation. But um, but uh, yeah, so I, I would drink then. But honestly, and this is true. I don't say this to be funny. This really is true. Once I turned 21. It, it didn't seem to appeal to me anymore. It was like, it was like, I guess before I was 21, I felt like, Ooh, I'm getting away with something. Ooh, mm-hmm, yes. I'm bad. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then yeah. once I was 21, it was like, eh. and I mean, and I'm Irish and German. So in theory, I should be drunk and angry, but, uh, I'm neither. I mean, I get angry sometimes, usually about politics or whatever, but not. But I'm not like an angry guy, and I, yeah, I rarely, I rarely drink. Once in a great while, and I'm silly when I when I do drink. I, I'm a silly drunk. But well, sometimes they cancel each other out, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I was never, uh, I was never angry or, or rambunctious. But yeah, on my 21st birthday, I don't think I even did anything. Like I didn't go out to a bar or anything. It was just like, eh, all right, I'm legal now, whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, Jenny says in the chat, it's so very rare that Matt has anything. He's adorable. Oh, he's adorable after one drink, LOL. Yeah, because I get silly. I get very silly. Takes very little. So how about you guys? A cheap date. You, yep. you, you guys you guys drinkers? What? 
I mean, I I enjoy whiskey as much as the next person, but um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, I have it under control. Yeah, so, and yeah. I don't think about it. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. That's it's me. How about you, Ben? <laughs> yeah, I've had my fair share of it, but yeah. lately it's just been very little, very little. Yeah, yeah, just as well. Well, I'll live longer. The last I didn't yeah. I didn't know until um, what was it maybe six months ago? There was that report that came out about they. You know how for many years they were talking about how if you have red wine mm-hmm. uh, in moderation, it can be good for your heart. And then they there was some new research that showed that that's probably actually not true, and that it actually raises your risk of cancer. And I was like, "Whoa! I never knew that that alcohol raises your cancer risk. I, that was completely new uh, to me." Red so. wine or alcohol in a- general? Alcohol in general. Oh, yeah, which yeah. I, which I never knew. Um, but uh, well, it's funky. You can look at any study, and anybody can make anything say what they want it to say. You can say, "Oh, this is good for your heart," but they don't say that it'll also destroy your kidneys. Right. You right. Know? <laughs> it's good for your heart, but it'll destroy your kidneys. It, yeah. It'll give you seizures, but you know, it's also good for your liver or not good for your liver. But, and it makes you a better dancer. Yeah, at least in your own mind. Mm-hmm. A legend there's, in his own mind. There's nothing that makes me a better dancer. Do, 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 you guys remember, uh, I forget if it was um, Comedian or, or what was the other big, Eddie Murphy, he had a couple of, um, he uh, when he did stand-up in the 80s, he had that, yeah. that bit where he would uh, he did his impression of how a white person dances, and it's literally how I dance, so it's very embarrassing. Um, I think I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I've seen that in audiences before, too. So. You probably have. You probably have. It's it's very, uh, very embarrassing. Oh, I see uh, Chris uh, Chris H. Space is in the uh, the Facebook live chat, another very talented musician. Um, is, he, is he from Manchester, too, that I don't yes. know? Of? Really? See, again, uh, so you, Manchester. So you, yeah, you probably don't know. Well, him. It, but <laughs> I, can, I can understand because Manchester and, and the Concord area are obviously two different animals, and... I can say that when you go into Concord World, you have too many jam bands, uh, too much hippy dippy stuff. There are a lot of jam it, bands uh, there. You're right, uh, actually. It, it, mm-hmm. uh, it, I, it's just saturated with it. You have the same 16 people that make up the same 20 <laughs> bands. Uh, what what band is it True. this week? I I, yeah. I mean, it's from the area. Switch but one member and you try, call it a different band. Dip band. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're playing whatever venue. You know? um, but Manchester. It, it seems like everyone's still stuck in Godsmack world, and I'm going like, oh, for F's sake, you know, and like whip-de-doo. Uh, everyone's trying to out-metal everyone else. Uh, that's all I've ever gotten, you know. So is there a country bar in town? I would like to go see. Yes. No, no. There is. No, country music, like hardcore oh. country music. I don't know if they play not, not new country. Or they whatever. have the bonfire, but that's probably more. New. No, I I want to see like new country, like Merle Haggard and oh. George Jones and stuff like that. Oh, see, see, I mean, that's I don't know I, where I, you would I, go. Like, you might have to. Ironically, you might have to go north for that. You might have to go up to the north country. Yeah, you go north country up in New Hampshire. You can find that. I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure there's some line dancing up in uh, up in uh, Coas County there. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I well, I mean, it's not line dancing. It's actually the the music itself. Anyway, oh, you, you, yeah, you don't true. have to line dance. That's true. Uh, line da- actually, line dancing would be more associated with new country, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
But no, that's what all like Manchester versus Concord. It always seems to be that way. And not that mm. there's any rivalry. It's just two mm. different areas. You go into Concord, you'll hear more major keys. You come, <laughs> you come to Manchester. It's all minor and chug. Mm. There's a lot of that. Yes, there is. There's yeah. a lot of that. I never liked. <laughs> I never liked Godsmack. You know, my problem with Godsmack is I don't like uh, Sully's uh, vocals. I never liked Sully's vocals. It reminds me of Alice in Chains. It does. For me, it does. See, I like I, Alice in Chains. Yep. Yeah. But I yeah, too. I never liked, um, we used to, uh, in one of the bands I was in, My Life Crisis, we used to cover a Godsmack song. Um, uh, I can't even remember what it was called. And I liked playing it, and I liked the way our singer sang it, but I never liked the way Sully sang it. I just, uh, I don't know. Eh, I, just no. don't, I just don't think his vocals are very good. I'm not a fan. I never owned any of this stuff. I hear enough of it. Yeah. Uh, a side note. In the cover band, people say, has come up to us and said, you have to play these songs. And like a, it was Godsmack. It was Velvet Revolver, um, Mm. uh, whatever it was at the time. Well, I have told people going, well, if you want to hear that, go out to your car, turn on, (laughs) turn on Cock 101 and you will hear all of that within 10 minutes. Come back in and you'll hear a song in a major key. Right. So, um, uh, to Ben's credit also, when he was in Schrodinger's Cat and obviously the fuzz, we wouldn't play what every other band played Yeah, because you go out and you hear everyone else's set list. Yeah. I know every band does eight. Now they do eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Uh, uh, it's just like every band does the same stuff in there's more than one classic rock and roll tune up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but everyone has tush. Everyone has roadhouse blues. Everyone has yeah. for the classic rock world. Yes. Those songs remember, are there. A friend of ours wrote a song called give me three stairways to the heart, heart of gold. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it was, and it was cause he had been playing in bands. I think he played in his first paying band the year I was born. Um, so yeah. And, uh, Wow. Yeah. So if if yeah. you if you played a Neil song, Neil Young song, a Skinner tune, a Led Zeppelin song. And that was it. That was, that, a, was that, it. Was, that was what he was his song was about. It was just, you know, give I me get, three stairways to the heart of gold. Uh I'll play these songs till I'm crusty and old. <laughs> you know. I'll have a gig each week week till the place gets sold. Oh uh, yeah, I'll have a gig yep. each week wow. till the place gets sold. Yep. She yeah. she burnt all my records. Oh no, she broke all my records, something and then he, the needle in, the damage done. Oh, so, wow. I mean, he yeah. was crafty with that one particular song. Very, very crafty. Is that available it. online anywhere? No. That song? Oh, Steve, no. Oh, no. man. I'd like to hear that. That's too bad. That's too bad. Oh, Mustang Sally. That's another one, too. All the cover bands have to play. I, I actually, like, I've never heard that before. What? I, I have literally said I've never heard it before. Oh, and really? Yeah. Like, everyone go, and I'll just... <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I've never heard of it. Never, yeah. don't, don't know. You know what do you want us to do? Oh wow, um, that's and funny. It, uh, and it and it works. And the look on people's faces. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet. If you want to request that song, I say you can write it on the back of a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. smart. Does anyone ever do it? What? Of course not. No, no. You, well, for the drunks we play for. No. Yeah. yeah. That's why we want to play our own stuff. That's why yeah. it's stand-up yeah. audio, and we're going, all right, let's go this avenue now. Let's play now. these tunes, because this is what we like. We wrote it. It's got the influences that we want to have in it. Yeah. It's got the sound that we want. It's got the lyrics that we wrote. Let's play it. The Just Because Deal. 
Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Kroger, we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring you food that's fresher than fresh. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com boost.